Welcome everyone to the brand new episode of No BS with Brian and Susan. Episode 9, baby. Woo! I'm Brian, of course, and I'm joined by the the amazing, fantastic, the the women's champion of film and music and television. Wow. Susan Stevens. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Gosh, with that introduction. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> We're, she's good. She's good, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm good. We're both good. We're a duo of goodness. It is It is after 10 p.m. It's not the witching hour in Dallas, but it's late. And uh, it's dark, yeah. but it's kind of early for Susan and I. I'm very happy. Susan's, Susan's mm-hmm. drinking her tea, which means tequila at 10 p.m., right? <laughs> Uh, if that's blueberry tea, then yes. <laughs> then yes, my blueberry tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episode nine, folks. We're here. We are here to stay. We're excited, and it is Fourth of July coming up in a few days. This is our Fourth of July episode. So excited, Susan named this episode because it's called "Baby, You're a Firework." Baby, you're a fire. Let your colors burst. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. So yeah, so we've got a run sheet uh, that we uh, kind of write out before the show, so we know our topics and um, and like a, kind of our our outline. And I had no idea that Susan chose the title. And when I saw it, I just started singing it out loud. I laughed out loud. I loved it so much. You're good at this, Susan. You're good at this. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> baby. You're a firework. Thank you. Thank you to. Oh my God, my my mind is blanking on her name. <gasps> Katy oh Perry. God. Katy Perry. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, this song. Remind me. This song was in the the recent uh, Kumail Nanjiani movie, right? In this array movie. Was it? You was don't it be singing. Did you? Did you? Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, we talked don't about they, I don't remember that. Don't they sing it in like the car? Like God, together? They might have. I think they do. You might be right. Gosh, it feels like forever since I watched it. Should watch it the, again. I like that. Yeah, we both liked it. Time is relative, Susan. We knew this last night and we know this during our lockdown quarantine. I can't even remember. <laughs> Lovebirds. The lo- I was like, I was like, love I can't remember that movie. Lovebirds. Yeah, I don't know, but you you could be right. I think that song I think is in so many movies though now at this point. Right, it is. There's so many. It's in so many. But yeah, baby, you're a firework because it's July 4th. Our main event yeah. today is 4th of July. Movies, TV, food. We're gonna talk about it all. 4th of July. I love it. There's gonna be fireworks tonight on this podcast. Episode nine on iTunes and Spotify. We love you. And of course, we got our blind watch. Coming up a little later with a movie called Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yes, when you hear that title, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, you have a certain image in your mind. Forget that image because it's not going to be what you think. There's, 
there's love triangles, there's frogs, there's everything. It's crazy. We're going to get into it. I can't wait, Susan. Yeah. And then uh, we've got our honorable mentions later on. And but first, let's do some let's do some news. Let's do some updates on everything. We got to talk about this COVID nineteen shit again because it's affecting, especially in Texas and all over the world, but especially in the United States, uh, especially in Texas, because our uh, our idiot politicians in Texas just wanted to open up right at the beginning, and now uh, of course the record number of cases every day, record number of deaths every day, uh, which has prompted everybody to close again. Restaurants and bars are forced to close again here in Texas. Well, are, are restaurants closed? I guess I not like full restaurants, bars. but definitely bars. Right. Just bars, yeah. Bars are closed. Yeah, I mean, when that happened, I honestly, I thought they opened bars way too soon. They, they foolishly opened it on Memorial Day weekend, I have friends that went out. I did not go to the bar, but I have a friend who went to the bar and she told me specifically that it was not social distancing. Nobody was social dis- distancing. The only thing people were doing, bartenders were wearing, wearing face masks. Yet everybody else, they're going to be out in deep Ellum, like crowded. They're going to be like, we're free. Nobody's going to be caring about social distancing when they're getting drunk and finally free in the streets. So... Anyways, it's because they're saying it started from uh, Memorial Weekend, so I'm not surprised. I just wish that we just actually uh, Governor Abbott did say in hindsight he wish he he regrets opening bars so soon. (laughs) He he definitely blamed the younger kids. (laughs) Well, he tried to before he did that. He'd be like, it's all the young and kids fault for not wearing their mask. But I think it's funny because it's not the young kids that are throwing hissy fits over wearing the mask if you've noticed that it's a lot more of the older people no for sure when i've been out like at the markets and stuff i have not seen a younger person not wearing a mask it's all older people i would imagine over 50 that just don't want to do definitely well yeah apparently it's you know they're right and i mean yeah it's right you get sure but i don't know what you have against wearing a mask like it's not that much to do to go to the grocery store and wear a mask. Yeah, no, wear a mask for a little bit. What it's it's the right thing to do. Like I went out today to a few places and I definitely saw some people not wearing a mask. And I I like part of me wanted to like call them out, but I I just it was like anger. It was just like, oh my goodness, how in this time are you not wearing like blatantly not wearing one? It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make so, sense to me. It doesn't I don't make get it. sense at all. So uh, yeah, that tech bars are closed. Other things are closed. The spike in cases is insane. Um, hospitals are filling up. Uh, it doesn't look good, folks. It does not look good. I think we are going no. to, or we're already in a second wave of it. This because of uh, people's stupidity. So and politicians that don't know what they're doing. So. Uh, yeah, wear your face mask. Um, so in addition to that, I've said it for weeks, and thank goodness that they did this, but Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet was the big movie of the summer, the big IMAX movie of the summer we all want to see in theaters. It was going to be released in July, and then it got pushed back to later in July, and now it's pushed back till August, another two weeks. Seriously, Nolan... Warner Brothers, fucking push Tenet back till December or next year. Nobody wants to go to the movies. I mean, it's people probably going to get movies. pushed back. 
yeah, people want to go to the it's, movies, it's, but can't go to the movies right now. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get pushed back again. Like, I, I really, I, there's no way. With this spike, like, I will be shocked if a movie gets released in uh, August. At this yeah, point. because the spikes are in California, in Texas, and I think Florida, and maybe a couple oh, other yeah. places. Uh, New York is not, I think New York is actually not doing too terribly like they once were because they're following rules but i don't i don't know this is uh this is crazy so yeah tenant is pushed back again till i think august 12th and they thank you thank you for doing that but please just push it just if i had my way i would be just like okay we're closed until you know further notice we'll we'll let you know (laughs) (laughs) release it on or just release it on film or uh, do it at the drive-in. I don't know. Oof, they're not going to make the money that they want at the drive-in. So, I agree. And then if they want to do it like they did uh, the King of Staten Island, like I mean, you just can't charge twenty dollars for a rental. You just can't do it. I, I get like seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine, but twenty bucks yeah. is like pretty steep for a rental. I know. So not worth sure. it. Do it. You know how those sales are doing, like video on demand that are doing the $20? I don't even know if they're, people are getting them. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I haven't looked, but I don't think they're doing well just because, you know, for a movie like King of Staten Island, it's Judd Apatow, it's a comedy, but nobody, I, because you can rent a movie for $3 or $4 on iTunes. That's usually the going rate. But when you charge $20 yeah. for a movie for rental for 24, 36 hours, that's really steep. Uh, so they, I think they need to rethink their ideal or just fucking give it to Netflix or Hulu, like pay that you'll, you'll get money, but I'm just like, just release it so people can watch it. Right, right. I don't know. So there you go. Tenant pushed back, Mulan pushed back. It's all pushed back and we like this, right? Yeah, no. For sure. I think it's smart. I, I don't think they should, uh, at this point, it would have been really dumb to do it. But I think I agree with you now. At the very earliest, they might as well go ahead and push everything to September. But I mean... Too soon. Try Christmas. Know. Try Christmas. And if it's better by December 1st, we can start releasing movies Wednesdays and Saturday, Fridays in theaters. <laughs> I just, don't know, man. I don't know if it's even going to get better by then. It might get worse. Like No, I agree. That's why we got to just push it back and make sure it doesn't happen. Because I can't imagine people uh, just getting out and doing that. No, it doesn't make sense. Just do it online. We're, we're going right. to see some interesting things in the next few months, uh, not only with cases and people dying in hospitals, but industries like the entertainment industry will change completely and is changing completely right now. So, um, and then that brings up sports sports is changing right now. Uh, and I'm curious to see where it goes from here. It was announced today that minor league baseball, the whole league of minor league baseball has canceled its 2020 season and 2021 season. Like it's crazy, unprecedented. Um, will ML, when the, will the, MLB, will the NHL, will the NFL, will the NBA cancel? Who knows? But minor league definitely did. What do you I mean, think? I mean, I don't know because I thought NFL pretty much had it to where they're ready to do these things like stadium, but like with an empty stadium, like 
they're going to test the players, do their temperature, and have them play, but um, in an empty stadium, like no no seats, no audience. Yeah, Yeah, and that's part of it, you know? I know. I don't know, like, how that's going to be for the players to not hear the crowds cheering and things like that. I think it's going to be really different. I mean, I I don't know. I I guess they can attempt it, or they can attempt spacing out the seats if they really want to do that, but that's going to be really difficult. But I don't think think they're going to – I think with football, that's what I heard is that they were going to do it with just an empty stadium. We'll see if they do that. But, I mean, you're – okay, so a baseball team has so many people on it. Even if there's no – if there's no fans there, there's definitely crew and maintenance and then the baseball players themselves. And, you know, sports is kind of like full contact, even baseball, like, you know, you're sliding into first, you got to hit somebody. They're constantly spitting, you know, it's a thing. And I (laughs) just don't see how this would happen, how how it would go on with professional sports teams, you know, because baseball it's one of like the you're wide spaced out, but like something like football and uh, and basketball, those those players are like touching each other most of the time, you know. Especially it's, basketball, you're like sweat on sweat, like really. Yeah, so it's in when you talk about like you know thirty teams and or more than that with tons of players, that just the virus can spread. So I don't know how mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I really feel like, yes, I feel like we all want stuff to go back to normal, but it just can't happen right now. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I, you know, I thought they were going to push through, but with the bars closing, I guess it shows that some people are taking it a little bit more seriously. I thought it was going to be that they weren't going to go at all evades. I, I honestly, at this point, I, anything can happen. I, I don't know what's uh, maybe, especially come November 3rd, if something changes around then, then we'll really have a different game plan. For sure. We will. We'll keep you updated here on no BS with Brian and Susan, but yes, things are pushed back. Things are canceled. However, there's a little bit of good news out of all of this uh, for those wanting new content on, on streaming services. Susan, what's being released on Friday this week on Disney plus Hamilton, the musical. <laughs> I'm very excited. I can't wait to watch this. I, I, I've never seen it. I'm Never seen the whole. The, have you seen it? No, no, I have not seen it. Yeah, I'm stoked. I, I've always wanted to. I know it was supposed to, or it did. It did come to Dallas, right? It did come to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see it then too, but um, I think this is perfect, and that will definitely be how I will be spending my Friday for sure. Is watching that. Are you so, you're gonna watch it or no? No, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay. So Hamilton, of course, the big hit pop play about uh, Hamilton from history, um, done by some amazing cast. So is this like the original cast on stage doing yeah. it? And this is one of the like, film performances, yeah. Right, Lin-Manuel, I'm pretty sure David Diggs is in there. Yeah. Um, I forget everybody else in there, but yes, I think it's the original, like the 
of people. No, I, I'm very, very thrilled about Hamilton. And I think they, this was a direct result of the pandemic and quarantine. Yeah. There's, they, Disney Plus was like, hey, we're going to put Hamilton. We, Broadway has been shut down for months and it ain't coming back anytime soon. So thank already- you, Miranda. Thank you. Uh, David Diggs, thank you to the people in Hamilton for putting for free on uh, Disney Plus. Well, if you have Disney Plus, most people do. Uh, putting yeah. this on the network for everybody to watch, and it starts Friday, uh, this Friday, yeah. and it will go, it'll be on there for good, right? Uh, yeah, 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 it should be. Yeah. And this is probably because, yeah, they just mentioned, I think, this week that uh, Broadway is definitely closed, like through through the end of the year, through no tw- no twenty twenty shows. So here okay, you go. Movie theaters follow <laughs> suit. It's the same fucking thing, except with just a few actors on stage. You just have a screen, but you have the same amount of people in your audience. They might. They <laughs> might. It may just be a streaming year. It might have I- to be or a streaming and um drive-in year i don't know i hope so i hope so but yes uh hamilton on disney plus july 3rd the day before july 4th very exciting hamilton disney plus get your disney plus on Mm -hmm. and if you don't have disney plus i do believe you can sign up and get at least a week free i think right yeah but do it just get disney plus y'all it's it's amazing content i'm sorry like (laughs) i i love it there's so many great movies and tv shows and i mean just just for the disney classics alone that are on there it's really good it's it's good because you get all the star wars all the marvel stuff you get Mm -hmm. all the mickey and goofy and donald cartoons and you get a ton of content from their their vault, which, you know, they don't like to release all the time. Yeah. Uh, their, their original programming's really not there yet. Uh, they launched oh. and their original programming, uh, the only thing they had going for it was the Mandalorian from Star Wars. But other than that, original programming. Which was programming, good. Yeah, but original programming, everything else is not uh, exciting yet, but that will probably change over the that next That will change. They've got some great Marvel uh, series coming, so... Correct. Correct. All right. Let's let's move on to a little bit of sad news. Um, Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner, the comedian, the actor, the fantastic director, screenwriter, publisher. Uh, you know Carl Reiner. He was uh, on the Dick Van Dyke show. He was in... Uh, Ocean's 11 film. Yeah. Tw- Ocean's 11, 12, 13. Uh, he's it was in a mad, 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 mad world, which was, which were remade into the movie called rat race. Uh, he directed uh, Steve Martin's uh, films, including the jerk. Uh, the man was born in March on March 20th, 1922 in the Bronx, New York. And he died today at the age of 98. Oh my goodness. And Gosh. he was married. Good to long life. A very long life. He was married to Estelle Labost in 1943 and was married to her until her death in 2008. Uh, she's uh, amazing. She was an actress too. And uh, his children. Uh, he had three children, one of them being Rob Reiner. Yes, the director of Stand By Me, of Princess Bride, um, uh, Spinal Tap, a lot of wonderful films. Uh, but Carl Reiner, what a major influence on so many comedians and so many TV shows and films. Uh, and it's, we found out in interviews and documentaries that uh, Rob Reiner and Mel Brooks were 
wonderful best friends and they used to do a weekly movie night together and you know you just kind of feel sad for mel brooks that he doesn't have his friends anymore to do that with i think that's pretty cool um it's uh pretty 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 good and yes of course oceans 11 oceans 12 oceans 13 he was saul bloom he was the the older gentleman who could disguise himself (laughs) and he had a lot of wonderful lines uh I think was it in Oceans 12 or Oceans 13 when they tried to get him back? He had the fantastic monologue of saying, I saw you before you got up today. <laughs> I yes. love that, man. <laughs> he was, it was so good. Uh, oh, yeah, man. he was great in those. Yeah. He is good. So, yeah. What, do, what, do you have any, any memories of Carl Reiner, like watching movies or TV or anything? I mean, honestly, I, I did watch the Dick Van Dyke show, and I I really mostly remember him more from the Oceans films. I can't think of as many of those as you mentioned, though. He's uh, he he's good. He he was he was in the movie Slums of Beverly Hills, Fatal Instinct, which was the spoof of uh, Basic Instinct. He was uh, he. tons of greatness and he directed and wrote a bunch of stuff and just uh it was just always a joy to see him on screen and you know he 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 did a lot of voices too he did he he did a voice in uh toy story 4 Mm -hmm. uh he's he's good stuff uh he won emmys and grammys uh the the dude was a legend and you know Carl Reiner. Uh, feel bad for uh, Rob, Annie, and Lucas, and of course Mel. And you know Mel Brooks. You know, my goodness, Mel Brooks is up there too. He's like ninety something, right? Yeah. How was I going to see? How old is he? Well, there was that. There was that one time that there was like that April Fools or something where people actually said that he passed away. <laughs> and, right. No, he's still alive. He's ninety four. Yeah. yeah. He's ninety four. So, wow. um, he's, he's, he's still with us. Um, yes. Right. Uh, but yeah, Carl Reiner, we will miss you. We will watch your movies. Please. If you want to watch anything, go watch an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show and go watch oceans 11. You're going to laugh your ass off. Oh yeah. He's really great in that. He is so good in that. Um, let's, let's move on to a little bit of HBO news. Um, mm-hmm. It was announced today that the the TV series Room 104, kind of like the anthology thrilling horror aspect of the motel, that all, all these different people stay in Room 104 throughout the years, uh, is returning for its fourth and final season on July 24th. If you like anthologies, kind of like Twilight Zone, it's kind of like Room 104, if you haven't seen it, it's like the Twilight Zone, but all set in the same motel room over the course of like 50 years. And it's pretty cool. So yeah. uh, some are funny, some are very sexual, some are really scary, uh, some are very dramatic. But they're all directed by a different director, written by a different person. It's kind of it's pretty cool. So check out 104, fourth and final season coming out. And then of course, excellent news! Thank goodness, Larry David, you are king. You are you are amazing. Curb your enthusiasm has been renewed for an 11th season. Well, not really renewed. HBO told Larry David many, many years ago, hey, if you ever want to do a season of Curb, you can. So uh, 
<laughs> Larry said, yep, we're doing 11th season. So they are doing. I didn't know that show was still going on. I thought it was over. Oh my God. No, they just had a new season come out like a few I, months ago. It's wonderful. I had no idea. <laughs> like, so it, it's funny because he was doing seasons and then it was taking him like a year and a half or two years to do seasons. And then it took like four years to do one. But since that he's been doing one like every year, if not, faster because i just think he's like really loving it and he has like total control full control he can do whatever he wants and there you go so another another season of curb Uh, he gets to have fun with his friends and why not he's great at it (laughs) you should you should you should should catch up on curb susan it's wonderful i've got so many other things i gotta watch but good for larry david good for larry david um (laughs) Another little bit of news before we get dive into the Bachelor and Bachelorette update. Uh, interesting news out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is getting another fucking reboot. Not by Michael Bay this time, no. It is going to be a full CGI movie from Nickelodeon and Point Grey Pictures. Meaning Seth Rogen owns Point Grey Pictures which also means Seth Rogen is going to be part of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And I don't know how I feel about this. This is, I, I didn't know about this until you put it on the rundown. I had, this is, was this just announced today or something? Yep. It was announced today. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I will say that I, we didn't need the Michael Bay ones. We did not need those Ninja Turtle movies. Those were terrible. I remember watching the second one with you and I think the only thing we liked, or at least me, was that scene in the elevator. That was the first all... one. That was that was movie number one. Yeah. That was movie number one. Yeah. Yes. Because number yeah. two got a little bit better, but number one, it that scene in the elevator when. Wow. So we like... watched both of them together then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I remember us liking the second one more because we right. were like it was a little bit better. Then that makes more sense. But I can I can't even remember the second one. The only thing I can remember from those movies is that elevator scene. Yeah. So the elevator, the the first one was so god awful. But like the last ten minutes before the final climactic fight scene, the turtles have to take an elevator like to a tall skyscraper, tall skyscraper up the building, and they're just beatboxing in the elevator. And it was classic, amazing, funny turtles, and yeah. that was the only goodness out of it. <laughs> <laughs> right that was it uh, my goodness i do not remember this, the second one very well but i i love seth rogan so maybe i'm part of me is curious but the other part of me is like can we just leave it alone yeah yeah it's weird so evan goldberg and seth rogan are producing um jeff Rowe is directing and um Brendan O'Brien will write the screenplay who he wrote Neighbors and uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. So uh, interesting. However, you know, like very vulgar humor type of people and going to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So maybe they'll add like a bit of great humor to this. Um, I mean, I like Turtles, so I'm always going to go see it. Uh, Of course. Yeah, same. Seth Rogen, man. He's just all everywhere. So, yeah. So there, there, there. That is. So I will say that um, Nickelodeon did bring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2012 to a full CG animated uh, movie and TV show, and it was actually really fucking good. Um, 
Really? So okay. I have I have hope with this one. I just hope they maybe they'll bring Vanilla Ice back. I can see like Seth Rogen bringing like Vanilla Ice. Will you do a ninja rap in there or something like that? I feel like he will do that. I actually like the way they made the turtles in the old films. Like whatever that was, those were those just like their costumes or whatever they were. I thought that was the best way. I know you're saying it's going to be full CGI, but like, I don't know. I like the, the way the turtles looked in like the original films. I do too. It looked real. It looked good. It looked real. Like it was good. I really liked that versus how they ended up doing them this round. Uh, They look so fake compared to that. So I don't know. I wish you would just at least go back to that. Right. And so, I mean, I think there will always be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise movie because over the course of their films and television, it's it's a billion with a B dollar franchise. Uh, so I don't see right. it going any away anytime soon. A funny yeah. little fact for those of you who don't remember, in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, the voice of Donatello was Susan? I don't remember this. Corey Feldman. Oh, I did not remember that. The turtle with the purple band, uh, like eye gear. Um, it was, it was, the voice was Corey Feldman in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja TMNT movie. Correct. I did not <laughs> know that. I'm about to look that up. <laughs> you could look that up. I believe he, you. I just, I, I, I did not know that he played a voice in that. Yeah, he was Donatello. And then he wasn't Donatello in the second one, The Secret of Ooze, but he came back for the third one, which was really weird. Mm, yeah, you're right. He says it there. <laughs> huh. I learned something new today. You did. I had those movies recorded on VHS, and I oh, would just are watch. You, are you a VHS person? Uh, I have a quite a bit of VHSs that we we gathered. I, well, I was a big time recorder. Like, I mean, we have, I have like a lot of my Disney collection is on VHS and uh, there's a few other films, but I recorded so much on my VHSs. Like, but I've got like, I, I actually really want to go back and see what we still have, but we have a lot of great stuff. I, okay, so... Susan, you have homework. You have to go and get your videotape so we can talk about what's in your collection. Oh my gosh. (laughs) VHS, because I have, in my head, I have, uh, (laughs) I have a Susan Young collection of VHS. Young Susan collection. It's a lot of Disney. It's a lot of Disney. (laughs) The Parent Trap. That one's recorded. The original Parent Trap is recorded with uh, Haley Mills. Those oh. are that one's on a recorded like thing. And then I've got like I mean I remember like bed knobs of broomsticks. Broomsticks, yes. That's on there. And then there's just so much Disney. <laughs> Anastasia. Um, I got the first Charlie's Angels and Miss Congeniality on uh, VHS. Oh, the the um. What's her name? Drew Barrymore, Lucy yeah. Liu, and Cameron Diaz. Okay. Mm-hmm. The McG, Charlie's Angels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot. Um, I, I should, next time I go back to my parents' house, I'm going to like look through my collection. No, do that. And seriously, take photos of it and send them okay. to me. Because I wanted, uh, we should do this segment on a future podcast. It would be so okay. wonderful. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> because I, like I used that. to do the same thing. And so I do believe my parents still have them somewhere. And we can mm-hmm. compare 
the ones we recorded. I know. I want to, I, I really want to see what I recorded. It's, oh my God. I don't even know how I had the patience because we would get those. What were they? They were like six hour or eight hour VHSs you yeah. could get. Oh man. Those were, I, I, I think I have oh a lot of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movies too. <laughs> recorded. Recorded. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Um, and then final little bit of movie news and updates. Uh, Susan, we've been dying to know what's happening <laughs> on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Who's seeing who? Who's doing who? Who's breaking up with who? And please tell me that somebody somewhere said to someone, you're not the man. You're not the woman. Did you love the video I sent you? I sent Brian the video of Brit basically getting rejected as the bachelorette. She, Chris Harrison telling her, unfortunately, you are not the bachelorette. <laughs> you are not that woman. I You're watched that so many times, Susan. <laughs> I was dying. And just to see the look on her face and you got to think like Horrible. the producers told them to say it like that. They, oh. He's probably like, I don't want to do this. No. And Chris Harrison, I fully believe Chris Harrison is a good dude. Like he's from Dallas. I think he's a really nice guy. And I just know that they told him this is how you have to do it. And he just goes over there and he's like, well, Brit, like the men have voted. They have picked the woman. They want to like be their bachelorette. <laughs> And then she's like, she's just like covering her mouth. Like you just see her do this. She's like, oh, and you, she just feels, you can see in her face. She thinks it's about to be her. She thinks he's going to say her. And he's like, unfortunately you were not it. Like, it's not <laughs> Get out. Like, it's so horrible. I didn't even send you her crying in the limo, but uh, that was, we have the recap of Caitlin's season. Uh, since then, we've had Ben Higgins recap, and this week we had JoJo Fletcher. She's my probably my favorite bachelorette, if you're not including the original OG Trista. Who they so next week? I don't know why they're doing it in this order, but next week they're condensing it and they're doing the original, the first bachelor and the first bachelorette. They're going to recap all of them, probably because. When it first started, it was much shorter. They started with like, I want to say, like they would cut it to like 10 girls right away. It was, it was very short. It would go, it would fly through. Um, but so it'd be nice to see like the very first season. But keep in mind, people, if you want to see, which I recommend this, if you really do want to see the very first season, which is great to see like st standard definition, like not, HD and how like the filming was and the outfits go to um Tubi Tubi you can watch it for free the full season you can watch the full season of the bachelor the first season um and the full season of the first season of bachelorette and it's amazing it's so like it's so weird to see what it was like back then compared to now actually it's it's it was probably better like as far as how real it was but um, so the, there's that. And then just talking on how we mentioned how, you know, TV is TV and movies are going to be so different with everything going on. Well, The Bachelor, unless something changes, they have said they're about to start filming for Claire Crawley's new season, The Bachelorette, this July. I don't know, mid-July, whatever. They have decided on a secluded resort in Los Angeles 
where they're, I think they're going to do more of a limited cast, maybe not the full 30 men. I'm not sure if they're going to do 30 guys or not. It'll be a shorter season. Like they'll, I mean, probably be there for like, I think six weeks instead of the typical like two months. And they're obviously, they're going to stay in that one location the whole time. And they're, it's kind of like they're quarantining on this resort. And I don't, honestly, I am so interested to see how they're going to do the Bachelorette while COVID's going on. Like, will they be comfortable to, they probably will. They probably, actually, they're probably going to be so, like, ready to hook up that they won't even care about social distancing. So, I don't know. Uh, Three things for you. First off, you mentioned Tubi and watching watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette on there. You know what else you can watch on Tubi, right? Yes, Ricky O. (laughs) So glad we watched that. Secondly, (laughs) uh, you mentioned that this person was your favorite Bachelorette? Jojo Fletcher, yeah. Why? Well... Uh, for starters, they didn't mention this. I don't know why they never really mentioned this on the show. Speaking about how Bachelor franchise is not great with diversity. She's actually, her mom is Persian. So she's half Iranian. So you're um, biased. I am biased. <laughs> I am biased on that. I will say that. But I will, I will admit, before I even knew she was half Persian, uh, she was one of she was probably my favorite contestant on Ben's season. Um, I didn't even know she was until she like she, she was in the top four and it got released that her mom was a uh, her mom was like Persian. And uh, so I did think that was really cool. And I wish the show would have highlighted that more that, you know, <laughs> that they actually had somebody who was a little bit of Brown in her, but honestly, what really that goes, not even just that she's, a, she's actually such a down to earth bachelorette. I like the way she spoke. You'd see it in um, the recap last night. There's a villain on the show who, well, Brian, actually, you'll love this. This was like, he's a real life (laughs) villain. Like this, his name is Chad, Chad Johnson. I'm not even kidding. He is a legit jerk. Um, He was so horrible. He like talked about violence a lot on the show. He actually kind of was like ripped a guy's shirt, threatened like to kill him, said, you're going to die. Like he was horrible. And now this guy, so she sends him home on a two on one date and she actually tells him off like pretty like maturely and stuff. And you just, she handled conflict really well, I thought. And then she just seemed like she had real genuine conversations and she was just an awesome girl. And she's still with her guy today. She's engaged. She was supposed to marry her guy this year, this summer, but obviously because of COVID, they pushed it to another year. But they're still together. And they live in Dallas. She's also from Dallas. So, And she's beautiful. And she just seems really sweet. So that. But um, the, going back to Chad, he is now a uh, – he has he's a porn star. He has his own porn site. And um, – <laughs> Why aren't we talking about this all the time? <laughs> this dude – this dude legit – I didn't even know this until last night because they, they do not like – he's not good with the show. He is not good with the show. He's known to have, like, caused a lot of dr- – because he got sent to paradise. He actually told Chris Harrison, like, fuck you, Chris Harrison. Like – He's like, go, go get, go back to drinking your mimosas and in your robe. And like, I don't know. Yeah. He told them, go drink your mimosas, man. 
No, and he's like, and then it just got released that like because he threatened the the guy that JoJo picked on her season, Jordan Rogers, who's actually Aaron Rogers' uh, brother in real life. Um, How do I know that name? Green Bay Packers. Yes, that's right. Sports. So, yeah. So he. Um, he threatened him while he was on the show saying he was going to find him and beat his ass or whatever. And apparently, in a way, and I think it's also in an attempt to promote his, um, his porn site. He said he found their house. He found their house, Jojo and Jordan's house and parked outside of their house. And his co him and his co-star who's dressed as a green Bay Packer cheerleader have sex in their car on their driveway. Oh, that's amazing. Just so, yeah. And he posted how he wants them <laughs> to remember that this is, you'll always think of me when you guys walk your dog and get your mail. I'm like, really, dude? I don't, but how sad are you? I hate that I'm even talking about him. I shouldn't. <laughs> but he's not even worth it. He's not worth it. He's so pathetic. <laughs> Oh my God! Why I feel like we need to watch this guy's porn channel. No, no, he's so <laughs> gross. He, that dude looks like he's like on steroids and ugh. Like he he honestly, I'd be scared to be near him. He really freaks me out. Oh, oh my goodness, but, this is amazing. All right, yeah. That, so, okay. Um, I had a third thing, but then yeah, this porn talk just, thing? yeah, no, I don't remember. We started talking about porn and this guy on was the bachelor's. Huh? Claire and her private resort to do, to be. Oh, no, no, oh, 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 no. I, mean, I know the third one. No, it was, um, since I always ask you this, I feel like every week, if you want to be a contestant on this, would you go to a private resort in the middle of a pandemic to be on the bachelor bachelorette? smaller cast put the persian out there (laughs) what'd you say put the persian out there (laughs) um i guess i honestly during actually i would because that's one thing i've noticed a lot of people especially a lot of single people they are struggling to meet people right now during this pandemic so if i'm being told i could go on a secluded protected like resort where they're probably going to have doctors. They're probably going to take good care of me and they're going to make sure the men that are coming for me are clean and, you know, like healthy. Yeah. Why not? All right. Would you, would you, if you were rolls reverse for bachelor, if it was bachelor. Yeah, no, I probably would. You know me. I'd I'd like to get into it. (laughs) I would be the weirdest person on that show. You realize this, right? Well, I know, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, well, I say this as a question because you you wouldn't go to the movies right now, but would you do that? I guess if there was a rigorous testing. Yeah. And I guess you were, everybody was quarantined for like a month before filming and nobody had it. Then yeah. yes, I would probably do it. There, I mean, I think they're really being, I think they're taking those steps. I think they're making sure you're going to be as healthy as can be and they're going to do it this way. And if this works out, then yeah. Well, yeah, I'm in. I can't wait to watch. Oh my. Oh my. That, 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 that is a top notch news and bachelorette update. Uh, that, that rounds out. We can't talk about any more news and updates. That takes the cake right there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to these Susan. I never know. I didn't if you think do. I, I would. To- 
but I do. I didn't think you would either. Sometimes I'm like, let me make it quick so I don't bore Brian with this news. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do like it. All right. All right. Let's move on to our main event on No BS with Brian and Susan. Episode nine, baby, you're a firework. Yes. Fourth of July movies, Fourth of July TV, Fourth of July food. It is Fourth of July. It is fun. It's hot as fuck in Texas, of course. There's fireworks, there's barbecues, there's food, there's all this shit. Um, a lot. Sometimes I like to watch movies on July 4th. Sometimes I like to go to a pool. Sometimes I like to have a BBQ. Sometimes I like to go to Addison to Kaboom Town and watch the fireworks. This year, sadly, ain't happening. So, what are the options? I know we're going to talk about the best 4th of July movies and TV shows to watch. And in addition, before we do that, I kind of want to ask you, since Kaboom Town is known nationwide in the U.S., it is one of the top three, if not one of the top two firework shows in the United States of America. They, since they're not doing it this year in Addison, really, you know, not having their big festival for it, they're going to live stream it or film, film it and show it live. That just seems like, I mean, I'm glad they're doing it, but who wants to fucking watch film fireworks? Honestly, I kind of like it. I think it's a, it's a great idea. And I love that they're doing it in this like secret location. They're like this undeclosed uh, location. So, cause you know, they, they're going to go to the middle of nowhere. Cause if they, if they did keep it in the same location, people were still going to come out. So even if they said no one can come, then you'd have like a bunch of cars like jamming everything to, to watch it. So I think that's smart on them to, to go in some different location, but I, I've already actually kind of thought about, I, uh, I mean, Trevor works on July 4th weekend, but like, I've already thought about the idea of like putting it up on the TV because it's on like their YouTube channel, like pulling that up and turning out the lights and playing it on like the big screen. It might actually feel cool. Hmm, Maybe if you crack a window, crack a window, get that (laughs) real summer heat flowing too. Get get a couple of bears and some meat and then you'll (laughs) have yourself a right. Okay. So you might have changed my mind because admittedly, First off, I was like, fuck, I don't want to watch fireworks. I want to be there and like hear it and almost get burned by it. I want to do that. But now I'm like, yeah. oh shit, if I turn down, if I turn out the lights, have it up on the big projector on the wall and, yeah. you know, get, get in the mood, mm-hmm. have some, some, some ice cream sandwiches. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Susan. Some champagne. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I think I could, I could be down there and then no traffic. So that that is the only thing I really remember. I remember going to Kaboom Town. I only went once because I never wanted to go again after that traffic nightmare. Hey, we should do that as a blind watch, the Kaboom Town. We've never seen it. <laughs> Tell lies. And we could text our thoughts while we watch the fireworks. Oh, that firework that would be, looked gross. <laughs> that would be uh, boring. <laughs> like, that one's purple. <laughs> that would be funny all right so they're doing that uh like i said i'm happy from doing that i just don't know how i feel about watching televised fireworks yeah. but susan you might have changed my mind uh, it could suck who knows yeah so uh that's the kaboom town if you're wanting to know worldwide who's listening nationwide uh they're live streaming it on july 3rd 
um, at 9.30 p.m., which will be live, and then July 4th at 10. Pretty cool, but let's move on to July 4th movies. If you're, I mean, this is what I plan on doing. I'm having, having a July 4th movie marathon. And when I say a movie marathon, I'm not talking about like fucking two movies. That's rookie numbers. No, I'm talking about like four or five movies in a day. I can do it. It's a marathon. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to do it. Susan, are you going to do the same thing? You're going to watch a few movies? I'm definitely going to watch... Uh... Probably, probably a few. I was trying to think how many I would watch, but it, probably a few. Maybe not quite. Maybe not quite as many as you, but definitely we're going to be watching a movie for sure. All right, all right. July Fourth movies. Tell everyone what July Fourth movies are perfect for you and why they should watch it. So I just uh, there's a few that I have on here that I really like. Um, Captain America: The First Avenger. I think that's mm. a great one. <laughs> I, I do think love what it's patriotic. No, it's, it's a great. It is. I feel it like is very July Fourth with it, because um, it's it's all yeah. All no, right. I know. Well, I get no. I like the Captain America. I love it. I just got. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, Independence Day is a great one. Uh, uh, welcome to Earth. <laughs> not the <laughs> not insurgents or whatever that shit was. Um, and I think I'm on the fence. I have Top Gun on here, but I don't really like to rewatch Top Gun because it's so sad when someone dies. That movie is all is the most homoerotic movie ever made. And I literally watched it last week again. I haven't watched it in so long. Oh, what please Susan, please watch this movie with my mindset of going to it that Maverick and Goose are a couple, but they can't out themselves but when they meet um Iceman and his buddy who are out of the closet oh please watch this movie with that in mind and listen to the dialogue oh it's all there maybe I will just say that it's hard for me to watch like I can't see like you know what image comes to me is when Goose dies I mean I'm sorry if you don't know Goose dies and you just it's so old now but but that and then (laughs) Meg Ryan. I will uh, never forget. Most annoying character. What? <laughs> she's the most annoying character. Uh, she's, she's like just, heartbroken. That's just yelling like, and screaming. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue this. Oh, just, that look was so good. I just love getting the rise out of you out of that. <laughs> I'm not even, it's not even worth it. I'll just say I, it's hard for me to watch that movie because of it. I don't think you've um, seen the movie in so long. If you watch this movie, you'll be like, oh my God, Meg Ryan's just an annoying character in this movie. See, because I thought, I didn't really like um, Tom Cruise's girl. Oh, Kelly McGillis? Kelly yeah. McGillis in this movie tries to turn Tom Cruise straight. <laughs> and, well, if you look at it, Tom Cruise just wants to shower with Goose through the whole movie. The only thing he wants to do is go in the showers. Trust me, watch it again. So he does that and he wants to, he he wants to be with Goose, his main man, his wing man. And, (laughs) and uh, Kelly McGillis throws it out there completely. Tom Cruise doesn't do anything until Kelly McGillis puts on the dude's uniform, the hat pulls her hair up and only then is when Tom Cruise does it. And when she lets the hair down after they do it, he runs away. It, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I don't want to comment on this. 
<laughs> you're gonna watch this movie, Susan, and you're gonna text me, and you're gonna be like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Need I say the volleyball scene to a song called "Playing with the Boys"? All everybody oiled up, slapping each other. It's there, Susan. It's All there. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. I love I love talking about this with our our fellow colleague Mark Chafferdini because Top Gun is like his favorite movie, and he oh, refuses to see this version of it. <laughs> I just I'm I'm almost with I, I'm just like come on. All right. Okay. <laughs> Don't ruin it. I'm I mean, not ruining it. Not that it ruins it. Is it's just like I don't know. I'm just okay. I I'm not saying it's not, but it's just. I don't think about it like that. I just, the memories that I have was that it was a great movie that was heartbreaking and. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, moving on. What I, happened? I, what are we, we lost track. I, I also thought of Mighty Ducks 2. Ooh, is Emilio still in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the he's the coach for the U.S. Team USA. That's right. That's right. But he gets all. It's actually funny. Trevor and I watched this not too long ago when we were rewatching all the Mighty Ducks, and the most hilarious thing to me was you knew Gordon Bombay had turned bad when he put the hair gel. <laughs> he had his hair all like super hair gel. It's like Trevor was like, "Oh, he's bad right now." You see that? He's got that too much hair gel. <laughs> and then when he's good, is is. No hair gel. <laughs> like, no hair gel. Like, that was such a villain thing in the 90s. Was that, like, fully... Because, like, on um the other team, Iceland, I think it's Iceland, their team coach was, like, uh, just slicked back, fully gelled. But, anyways, that is my favorite Mighty Ducks movie, and I think it is a wonderful film and be sure to stay till the very end when they sing we are the champions and it's just oh it's all kinds of greatness Good deal. um uh what probably to me the most fourth of july best fourth of july film is the sandlot though that was on my list as well yeah that um, one night game a year july 4th yeah to july, ray charles america the beautiful yeah, it's it's so good, and it just brings back. It's another great nostalgic film, and yeah, that one. I also have here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the summer feel to it. It's not really. I, I don't know if it's not really like patriot. It's not patriotic or anything, but uh, like Jaws or any shark movie. Jaws <laughs> takes place on July fourth. Oh, well, there you go. But because that, <laughs> they're Amity Island, there's the shark attack like on July 1st or 2nd. Uh-huh. And the, the mayor, the big thing is the mayor wants to still put on the July 4th festival, even though there's a killer shark on the loose. Um, and they do it. <laughs> and then they get killed. Go. So yeah, that is a July 4th movie. Well then, Jaws for sure. I love shark movies in general. So like Shallows, uh, 40 Meters Down or whatever, those... I just, yeah. So the show is starring an amazing seagull named Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Did she she called him Steven, huh? Did she? She did call him Steven. It is yeah. a Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was funny. Wonderful. Uh, what are good your deal. movies? All right, so you named Independence Day and Sandlot. Uh, Sandlot because. 
Um, because I mean, the the Sandlot for people who grew up in the seventies and eighties is kind of this movie just defined your childhood basically. You know, sports, group of friends that you'd have adventures with over the summer, your, your first kisses, cooking s'mores, uh, chewing tobacco, getting into drugs, going to the carnival with your friends, and then the community you know, pool. Yeah, community pool. It's all there. Even though this this movie took place in like what the the fifties, there's like a timelessness to it, uh, and it takes place over the course of a summer. Summer, and there's like a great scene on July fourth, where the neighborhood block party is filled with people and food and fun. But the group of kids go to play that night game, and then the fireworks happen. And they all just stand up there and watch it. It is wonderful, wonderful scene. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, you mentioned Jaws. I absolutely agree with that. You mentioned Independence Day. And I just think, you know, by default, that gets it, you know, yeah. just because of Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith, uh, <laughs> Bill Pullman, Randy Quaid. It's just, it's ridiculous in all the right ways. Um, and then I will add two to that. I will add uh, the movie Rocky, the 1976 movie Rocky, um, even though that kind of took place over Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. Um, this movie is all about America and uh, Apollo Creed is dressed as George Washington in the final bout uh, and Uncle Sam. And it's all about the underdog and that's what America loves is an underdog story. Um, so yeah, this movie has it all. I think Rocky is a great 4th of July movie even though it takes place during the uh, Christmas holidays. Okay. Right. Um, my next one, my, my, my last one, since we mentioned the others, uh, 1985's Return of the Living Dead, the, the comedy version of Night of the Living Dead, made in 1985. This movie takes place on July 3rd and July 4th. Uh, wonderful. Zombies that only eat brains and Lania Quigley dancing naked in a graveyard, punk rock music. And that's kind of basically the plot of Return of the Living Dead. It is wonderful tons of uh punk men and women blood gooey innards and hardcore punk music it's so fantastically funny and great and it all takes place on july 3rd and july 4th return of the living dead wonderful stuff all right nice yes july 4th what else we got under the july 4th susan I mean that I just did movies. I couldn't even. I can't even think of a TV show. That one's really hard to think of a TV. Like I mean, was there any show that really? Oh, actually, I can think of one right now at the top of my head. Just because I remember this is how we spent pretty much like our last July Fourth was Stranger Things three. That was a wonderful like. Uh, that felt very Fourth of July, like summery. Was um, that whole season was awesome? Yeah, yeah, no, that it was set during it. Yeah, yeah, right? it was set. Yeah, there was like that carnival. Um, Carrie Elwes was playing, like he was running for. Or he was, was he like the mayor or something. He was some sort of like leader in the town, and uh, they, I just remember they were at that carnival when a lot of shit went down. But um, it was set definitely during the summer. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just remember feeling very 4th of July vibes throughout that, that season. 
I think if you're going to watch a TV show on July 4th, I think one of Susan's favorite TV shows had a July 4th episode. And that is Saved by the Bell. Which one? Oh my gosh. Which episode? Zach Morris is selected to be one of the judges at the annual 4th of July beauty pageant in oh, Malibu. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that when they're in like that. They have those summer jobs. Right? Yeah, that's right. You're right. I do remember that. That's right. Uh, yes. Because he picks <laughs> Kelly, right? Yes. Yes. Goes against, because um, he's like, Kelly deserved it. And it was like a big thing. Gosh, that's a good episode. Very good. Uh, and then I, I also have to uh, mention uh, in the office when everybody goes to like that little lake, but they call it the beach games and they have to like eat all the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Not July 4th, but that might as well have been. Yeah. Beach day. Right? Yeah. No, that I think a that's a good episode. Um, pretty, pretty wonderful. Pretty wonderful. Um, I, I don't think I, there was any fireworks though, were there? I don't think there, no, I don't think there was any fireworks, but yeah. it's like very like, uh, it, it was like centered around like the four, the July or something like that. And they all went to the beach and stuff like that, but it wasn't like a, a real beach though. It was just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike, Mike, I remember Michael Scott took the entire office except for Toby. <laughs> I know. I hate that. He's like, you know, it's beach day. He's like, uh, someone has to stay here. <laughs> like, That's so wonderful. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a couple TV shows um, there you can watch as well. Hopefully Susan will now watch the Saved by the Bell episode. <laughs> oh, I would. I, that was, I really, every so often I would love to rewatch that series. But um, yeah, I, I did, when I got all of them, I binged them all. Um, I have no problem watching that show. I love it. All right. And in addition with 4th of July, um, there's a certain type of food that people like to eat on 4th of July. Uh, what are some of the good 4th of July uh, dishes, foods that you like to eat that you're looking forward to eating? Honestly, I mean, we did this last year. We ate, uh, we ate um, hot dogs and mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, I like burgers. I think burgers, like barbecuing is really just like a big 4th of July feel, but uh, burgers and hot dogs, mac and cheese, um, chips is very 4th of July. Uh, I guess watermelon is, seems mm-hmm. to be a very 4th of July like dessert. Uh, I don't know. I can't really think of what else. I Honestly, the go-to is always hot dogs. I feel like a s'mores, s'mores would be, would be too. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's, it's kind of, you're mentioning everything in the sandlot that they do. It's kind of I crazy. Know. <laughs> do you, want, you want a s'mores? Some more what? No, a s'mores. <laughs> you're killing me, smalls. You're killing me, smalls. <laughs> First you take the mala, then you take the chocolate. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, although it, it, I have to say, I hate thinking about it. Like I hate Lately Blonde too. I think it's a terrible movie, but I do always think of that one uh, line that Jennifer Coolidge says is whenever she's like, oh, you look like the 4th of July. It makes me <laughs> want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> it's such a stupid line, but when she says it, it makes me want a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> a hot dog. Okay. What about you? I'll let you mention, I really love barbecue ribs on, uh, on 4th of July. Um, 
I, I, I love that shit. So barbecue ribs and like, yeah, burgers and brats and hot dogs, mustard and ketchup, relish, pickles, mm. all of pickles, that, you know, yeah. giant fucking plastic bowls full of every kind of chip you can imagine with like 10 dips around so I can just and like I just want like all the dips around me and I want to pretend I'm Homer Simpson from that episode where he's about to watch I think the Super Bowl and he has like three bags of chips and like 10 dips around he goes time to unloosen the belt and he (laughs) his belt his belly flops out and he just like in fast motion starts eating everything that's what I want to do I do love dips. I, I love do dips. too. And I think you just can't have one. You have to have at least five. Like queso and French onion, ranch, uh, ranch. salsa, salsa guacamole. guacamole. Yep. So all that yes, bean dips. Dip. Ooh, that, get that bean dip, yo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Give me some of that bean dip. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I'm so hungry right now. And then of course, you know, I, know, I right? love some, some of them, some of them ice cream sandwiches. Uh, oh, ice cream. Ice cream's a very 4th of July. Ice cream yeah, and like popsicles. popsicles. Oh, hell yeah. I love popsicles. Actually, you know what I really, oh, I, for a good while, I was always getting a Slurpee on 4th of July. I'd get a Slurpee Ooh. for the fireworks. What kind of Slurpee do you get? I'm, I'm uh, usually a cherry and Coke mix myself. Oh, that's not bad. I'm a Coke. I love Coke Slurpee. Yeah. Do you ever like the Dr. Pepper Slurpee? I do. It's okay. But for some, it sometimes it's a little too sweet. I think the, the Coke is a better, like, mixture. And we never, do you never, I've never done pizza on July 4th, if I remember correctly. I can't think of a time where we did pizza for July 4th. Oh, maybe once, maybe one time, but it's usually my family grills. That's Mm -hmm. very often or not, they grill. Sometimes we've gone out to eat for for July 4th if we're going to go somewhere. That's happened. Yeah, no, like when you think of America and you think of food, it's like when you see in the movies where like you're in England or France and you're like, oh, there's an American place. It's like, oh, fucking like donuts and burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> I feel like honestly, burgers. And you're absolutely and correct. <laughs> yeah, burgers and hot dogs and like fries, they just seem the most American, even though fries are called French fries. Right. Well, remember when there was a time when they called them freedom fries? Yes. I was thinking that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, we are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, now I'm, God damn it. Now I'm hungry. I want ice cream sandwiches and popsicles right now. So it's going to mm. be hot as blazes. I know. Oh my God. I mean, I'm trying to think of like something amazing that I can do like a concoction of my favorite things. Uh, like 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 taking two pop tarts and putting like like a cheeseburger in between them and eating it. Oh, Brian, that just sounds disgusting. Hey, hey, you don't knock it until you try it. And when well, I did I my Twinkie Dog, it was amazing. I'm not surprised you did eat that disgusting like pizza burger thing at Chicago Pizza that one time. It was like it was two pizzas were the like buns with like a burger in between and i forgot what else was you're, in it, but you're, it just... you're not describing it well it's what? Okay. two pepperoni and sausage pizzas as the buns with a bacon cheeseburger in between them <laughs> with fries oh, and sorry. onion rings <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Does that make it better, y'all? I hope that that sounds, that sounds better to you guys. I did order that and I did eat that. Uh, no, I, I like mixing weird things together. So, so something like, so I did this at one point and I drew inspiration from UHF. Um, I got a fried Twinkie cut that open and put like a wiener in there, like a hot dog wiener and put ice cream on it. And it is fantastic. Oh my goodness. It's a savory and sweet. So trust me, like I went into them like, okay, this might be horrible. It is actually really good. Really good. You lost me at Twinkie because I don't like Twinkies. So (sighs) what? No Twinkies. (laughs) Whatever. No, No Twinkies. Okay. And then also if you're into ice cream, I highly recommend if you can find it, lemon ice cream and pistachio ice cream, mixing the two. Wonderful. All right. Um, so yeah, food, July 4th. What else do we got before we move into our blind watch? Just, uh, yeah. So what, what do you guys have planned now that we have our first like quarantine July 4th? I mean, that was the whole point of honestly, Governor Abbott, like shutting down the bars and kind of like closing the rivers and things. I think he's trying to prevent people from going out on July 4th, but what are you guys doing? Um, so you know what? I actually don't know. I might go see my parents or just might do an old, that movie marathon, five movies and a ton of food and might do what you suggested and uh, turn out the lights and do the fireworks. That sounds kind of awesome just because I actually like going to Kaboom Town. And uh, I, over the years, I found out a way where there's no traffic in or out and getting right up to the fireworks. (laughs) Wow. It's wonderful. So, and plus I'm not going out. I'm like, I'm not going to get myself out there and do that um, at all, even though that's kind of like canceled anyway. Uh, So I think it's just movie marathon style. Are y'all cooking anything special? Are you going to be cooking anything special? um actually i'm gonna do a barbecue brisket some homemade mac and cheese with crushed chips on top with some homemade queso with pickled jalapenos and chilies hatch chilies what nice yes uh and then maybe some 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 chocolate chip cookies wow that's super american right i I went to costco today and i bought a 15 pound bag of assortment of candy including nerd skittles (laughs) And Starburst and Sweet Tarts. Okay. Just so you know, for me, my favorite dessert is candy. Like, I would take (laughs) candy over cookies, cake, whatever, pies. I would rather, ice cream, I would much rather have Sweet Tarts, Sprees, Twizzlers, Sour Belts, all that. That would be my dream dessert. I bought a 15-pound bag of it today at Costco Business. Because fuck Sounds it. So <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween now. Yeah. There's no exactly. time. <laughs> There's no rules. There's no There's, rules. There's oh, so, so, so I'm with you. I love candy too. So uh, Yeah. I love I, candy. I, I love it. What about, what about you? What are you up to? God. Well, we are, we, my brother did invite us to go to their neighborhood is doing like a firework show thing, but we're not going to go um we're just gonna stay in trevor like i said he works so honestly i think we are going to just uh i'm gonna make some burgers and roasted potatoes so and i think i will probably 
Well, I was torn. I was like, man, maybe I want some popsicles. I want to treat ourselves. I'm like, do I want popsicles? Do I want a Slurpee? Do I want candy? I'll do it all. I don't even know. Susan, um, Susan, Susan, treat yourself. Right? Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably do that. And um, get those little drink. push-up popsicles and then get like a, a little glass of vodka and dip your popsicle in the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I know they have these like icy, like Coca-Cola icy push-ups or whatever. I really want to get those because I think I would really like that. Um, maybe that. And I really have been craving some sprees. So I might go get myself some sprees. Um, <laughs> I feel like we, we might throw some kind of greens in there. I just said like potatoes and burgers. We might have like a salad or some kind of veggie as well. But uh, we'll definitely be watching something. Uh, probably a movie. Probably a movie. I don't Pre- know which movie. Watch uh, the um, Saved by the Bell episode. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I watch it on my own. I'm not gonna sit through that. <laughs> it's 22 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I think you'd rather watch maybe some Simpsons. Oh, there's a good Simpsons Fourth of July episode too. When they go there to that uh, summer cabin yep. thing, Lisa's cool. Lisa's yeah, cool. Lisa's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That might... Um, but I don't know. I don't know what movie yet. But we'll probably just watch stuff and. Uh, we are going to attempt to watch the the fireworks on the YouTube. Excellent. On, on them YouTubes. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's our July 4th segment. We're going to move on to our, Ooh, blind watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my episode to pick and I fucking shocked Susan. Well, almost didn't. She was like, this ain't no Ricky O, is it? I thought it was Ricky O. Oh my god. I thought it was not a real movie. It's a romantic comedy. What? Ricky O is a real movie. They made a sequel. (laughs) They made a sequel sequel to this movie too. No, the movie is called Don't Go Breaking My Heart and it is a uh, Hong Kong Chinese romantic comedy movie directed by Johnny Toe and Y.K. Fa. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, this is the 12th film that those two directors have collaborated on, uh, which is kind of crazy. It opened in 2011 at the Hong Kong International Film Festival and was released a little bit later, like a week or so later. And yes, it is a romantic comedy. If you see the poster to this film, Don't Go Break In My Heart, no relation to the um, Elton John song. It's of, a, it's of a woman in between two guys who are kissing her on each cheek. And she's like, what? Um, this movie isn't really like that poster. Um, but there's a lot of, oh my God, there's so much weird shit in this movie. Um, yeah. Susan and I watched this first off. Uh, that's kind of the uh, the the background of the movie. How did I find this movie? I don't really remember. I think I typed in best romantic comedies I've never heard of. And this came up and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to surprise Susan with a romantic comedy, just not to be the norm and show something bloody and gutsy. (laughs) And, uh, there are blood and guts. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Um, so it's a two hour film that surprisingly went by fast. Uh, it's all in uh, Mandarin and Cantonese, uh, the film. So it's in English subtitles. And I'm going to say like this, this movie, it, it's original. It does things differently. 
And I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, although I think, you know, there's a culture divide from Chinese and American where maybe just things I just don't understand that, excuse me, happens in this movie. But before we get into it, Susan, when I first mentioned this movie, what did you think? And then uh, your initial thoughts on right before you watched it and then after you watched it. Uh, well, when you first mentioned it, I thought it was like another Ricky O where, because I saw that it was, you know, a Asian film and it was going to be in subtitles. And I was like, I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I was like, oh no, is this a movie where it's going to be dubbed with an annoying voice and just like a joke the whole time. And so I was pleasantly surprised when it started and it was actually like not a joke like actually it was actually a movie a movie i just can say it's a movie it's not this like you're not thinking what the fuck is this like it's a movie but i think you you got it right when you're saying there is a culture divide i think they just do things as far as a romantic comedy they do things so different than what i'm used to that is a genre that is my favorite genre of film and they don't follow the typical formula, which is not a bad thing. It is original. It's unique. I enjoy the story. But especially because I breezed through the the second film, there's just like for example, the one of the the men that's vying for her heart completely disappears for a good portion of the film to a point where we just have forgotten about him. And you, you really, I don't know. Well, well okay. first, first, can you yeah. give us a brief synopsis? Give everybody a brief synopsis on this, what this movie's about, what, like, what you follow? Um, well, you follow, well, I can't remember the names of the characters, to be honest. <laughs> but follow <laughs> this one girl, the, the lead girl. Uh, the, the minute she's on, she gets on the bus and you can tell she just got out of a relationship where her boyfriend cheated on her and has left her for another woman who is pregnant. And she's like, got this awkward encounter on the bus while she's on the bus. You see this man who's like admiring her from his car. And you soon see that he can always see her from his building window, uh, from her her building. building. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd have this like perfect view of each other. And, uh, eventually uh oh well before that too before she gets to work she also almost like gets hit by a car and literally a guy that we thought we assumed was a homeless drunk we just saw you <laughs> why would we think that why would we think that but no but see this is this is the thing this is again where it's like a different culture thing because in an american uh rom-com that was a homeless drunk the way he was dressed, the way he was drinking. This guy, this character is nonstop drinking booze. I mean, out of a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, this character, he does it like it's no big deal. It's almost, it's not even that big of a deal. Like he doesn't, it doesn't phase him. Like, so yeah, turns out he's just like a washed up architect that like didn't succeed, but he's got a decent apartment and so yeah so he they befriend each other and uh since he saved her life and stuff they end up having this one like amazing day where um she gives him all of her ex-boyfriend's things including this frog which like 
I guess was expensive frog, whatever. And ha- that frog has a lot of meaning to the guy. And he takes it everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It's like his good luck charm, which is actually really sweet. By the by the end of the movie, you really love this frog and the guy's relationship. But yeah, like this guy, it, clearly they he helps her. He gives her he gets her to have a makeover and this really ugly haircut that both Brian and I do not like. <laughs> And <laughs> and then she helps him to be like, yeah, you should get back on your dream and uh, quit drinking. And so we just know that he's going to like make a better man out of himself, I guess. And but then he like disappears and she ends up uh, spending more time with this other dude there's a lot that happens between there but you do get the vibe you learn that this other guy through the window he's kind of a pig like he cannot keep his dick in his pants and so much so to where he says there's only two kinds of men in this world men who cheat and men who want to cheat right isn't that the phrase yeah yeah so he like literally tells her like i'll try not to cheat on you i'll I'll try not to yeah and he (laughs) says that he's like i'm just being honest (laughs) Yeah, as if that's an okay thing to say. <laughs> and that's the other, like, thing with, I don't know. It's like to that it was such a norm that the, the, the idea of a guy who wouldn't want to cheat on a woman is called a Martian because that's so unrealistic. Uh, I don't know. So anyways, they something happens to where she'll finally, like, encounter the other dude, Frogman, and they both want to be with her and she's got to choose. Yeah. And so the one guy is the arch- the washed up architect who's making something of himself. And the other guy is like a wealthy prickish CEO yeah. um, and uptight. And so there's like a lot of funny, like romantic comedy aspects of them trying to impress her. <laughs> yeah. As far as going along with magic shows and puppetry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some funny stuff to it. There is, and there really are some great scenes. Like it's even, I, I when Brian and I were texting, I flat out like the first time the guy, like the CEO, just whatever hooks up with a girl, I'm already like, you're you suck. But he does have his moments where he is like likable and stuff. So I, I see the appeal, like why she's into him. But this other dude, Frogman, like. It's like the I mean, best guy in the world. It's it's not even a competition. I don't even – and this isn't like – I don't want to describe him. Like, you know, you watch those I, – I call him like the James Marsden or like Patrick Dempsey and like, like James Marsden in The Notebook or Patrick Dempsey in Sweet Home Alabama where they're, they're wealthy – good-looking, perfect men, and nothing's wrong with them, but there's just something missing because the, like, rugged bad boy dude is over there, the Ryan Gosling. But but this isn't that. Like, Frogman has all those layers <laughs> of, like, a Ryan Gosling. That's what I said. He's funny. He's quirky. He's smart. He's, he's sweet. sweet. Like, yeah. He's so sweet. Like, he's he's not this one-dimensional character and he's He's, fun like he's a fun dude yeah he's like this is a no-brainer this is just like a no-brainer the whole time that's what i was texting brian i was like why is this a competition like how (laughs) how is anyone watching this movie and thinking oh you should be with the guy who can't keep his like dick in his pants no and has told you he won't 
you know, it's, 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 it was weird to see because we were thinking the same thing watching this. And, it, and I'm trying to think of two American characters that would like identify of, as these two people. It's like you think of like the best character in a movie. And then you think of like almost like a real shitty CEO character in a movie. Okay, yeah. here's one. Um, the CEO character is um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street. And yeah. then uh, it's that guy because you kind of like him, but he's just like yeah. the biggest asshole. And just without, without the drugs, without the drugs, yeah. and not so much corruption, but yeah. But yeah, and then uh, like you think of like the best like, man in a romantic comedy like maybe hugh grant in uh in notting hill <laughs> sure sure yeah, yeah, yeah like it's yeah. like those two yeah. characters you're like clearly hugh grant is amazing <laughs> right it's, it's that's that's what's just so interesting to me because if this was if we were watching this again like in i feel like those characters translated in an american film this guy, like, typically the formula would be that the CEO would have just, like, done a major botch. Like, like eventually. Like, he, he, he just would have no redemption factor. Like, he, to, like, it's like they, they were just constantly justifying the bad guy. Like, not that he's necessarily a bad guy, but they were... They were like saying it's okay for things that were not okay by this dude. Like he he was not a good person ultimately. He's not he was not he's somebody who's not ready for a relationship, that's for sure. Right. He proves that time and time again in this film, by the way. It's not just one fuck up. <laughs> no, it's multiple. And they have like a yeah. running gag, like when he gets excited by other women, like he gets a heart on, but also his nose bleeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And he just like that. And he shows, he just like cares about sex, like so much that all he really cares. He's having a romantic night dinner with the girl he loves, the the main girl. And then just two or three random women walk in and he gets the nosebleed. It's It's insane. Yeah. It's so stupid. And then on top of the fact that he does something that's so shitty to the other guy. To Frogman? Yeah. That he does to the Frogman. And it's like, it, he's just it's this is these are the things that the direction like whoever's directing the film would have painted like certain scenes like ooh more villainous i guess they'd be like ooh this is really bad but because of the tone of the film when these actions were happening they were making more light of the situation and trying to show you like well he's still in the running though he's like neck and neck he's neck and neck with this guy even though he's just continuously being bad like i i just don't get it that's why i was so confused i was like why are we still like wondering who she's gonna choose right no it doesn't make sense and so it all kind of climaxes <laughs> for you know that's the best term to use uh on top of a skyscraper basically <laughs> where both men do a crazy proposal <laughs> yeah one of them way outdoing the other. And then it yeah. just, like, the movie, like, just cuts to black, basically. <laughs> and it's because I breezed through the sequel, and the sequel uh, is definitely, like, it's a continuation of this movie. It might as well have just been, like, to be continued. And uh, then they just screw it all up. So I did not, it makes me not like the movie as much, honestly, because I don't agree with, 
what they do with the characters. Right, right. Uh, it's it's so so weird, so weird. Um, yeah. Uh, so we watched this, and then we saw that there was a sequel because this streams on this is on Netflix. And then Susan texted me later. She's like, "I just like breezed through the second one." And oh my God, I hate both movies. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't like it anymore. He asked me like this or Geek Charming. And I'm like, Geek Charming wins now. Like, <laughs> because I honestly, okay, after we were done, because of the way the first one ended, I was like, oh, I did like that movie. That was good. And now I see, I totally get after breezing through the second one, why the first one was the way it was. So I don't like it. I don't like what they did there. That's not okay. That's not the message to be telling young women. Sorry. <laughs> no, for sure. No, when when you see this woman, the main lady in this film, you're just like, first off, I feel like she would know definitely better at her age to know like who really likes her and why mm-hmm. she would be with one of them. And then what what you're saying from the second movie, how is that even possible? Even at the time she does it, it's just like, what a dick move. Maybe they do deserve each other, you know, something like that. Well, and the thing that also doesn't make any sense is because this girl has literally just been broken up with, with the boyfriend who did cheat on her. So all this is showing me is that you are going to be that person that is that goes back to that line. We accept the love we think we deserve. So you're saying that you, you would, you must think that you're good for like someone who, is a cheater and gets nosebleeds from hot chicks like can't can't control his nosebleeds from boobs like that's just that's not the message i feel should be received and then we shouldn't say that it's okay like especially when you have i get when rom-coms like i said i always get when rom-coms today like oh that guy was just like boring or he just they didn't click whatever that's just not the case with this character this is this that character would be your Ryan Gosling. He would be your Hugh Grant. Like that is just it. It just does not make any sense. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird one, and that must be the culture divide here. Like it's yeah. something that we don't know anything about. Maybe that's how it's done over there. I don't know. But if that movie was done verbatim here, I don't think an American audience would really like what this doesn't make sense. I don't think so. I they, they would not. They they wouldn't. They would be very. That would be literally, especially if they watched the sequel. That would be like uh, Bridget Jones ending up with that Hugh Grant <laughs> like, <laughs> instead of Colin Firth. Like that's right. literally exactly that. And even if if uh, Hugh Grant does it say a sequel, Hugh Grant is like, hey, I'm actually I'm not a dick. I'm I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better, but, but, um, Colin Firth over there, who's like, we've already fallen in love with, and we want you with, mm, get rid of him, whatever you're going to be like, that. it's just, it doesn't, that's exactly what they do. So it's just, it's, it's frustrating as somebody who really likes rom-coms. I'm glad we watched it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it, it was interesting. I did enjoy it. That said, I did enjoy the film and it, we raises a good discussion um i just 
prepare for disappointment if you're well maybe some people won't be disappointed <laughs> well okay that's our blind watch for this week now i expect i expect next week next week is susan's pick i expect a full-on blood and guts torture porn movie from you since i picked a romantic comedy i don't know about that i'll see what i can do i thought acrimony was fun i knew oh, fun with that we did have fun with acrimony that I, was we, just I think we're having a better time watching them together. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, acrimony. So good. All right. So that's our blind watch. Don't go breaking my heart from 2011. Yes, uh, folks, uh, they do not. They do not play the Elton John song in the movie. Missed opportunity. It is on Netflix. Uh, our last little bit of podcasting on our ninth episode. Baby, you're a firework honorable mentions our honorable mentions we're going to suggest some movies and tvs you should be watching right now yo first up on netflix eurovision song contest the story of fire saga the will ferrell and rachel mcadams and dan stevens oh did you watch I, know. This, Brian? I sure did i reviewed it oh nice i, re- I, I really reviewed. liked it <laughs> I did too. I said, I said it's, it's sweet and charming and funny enough to get by. Like, I think this movie could have wholly and truly benefited from being 30 minutes shorter. Um, the two hour runtime just, it needs to go. Um, yeah. But for this movie, I, I think if it was a quick, like 89 minutes, it would have been perfect. But that being said, um, like a lot of the song stuff, I really didn't like, you know, like the big musical number stuff, like when they're doing the, that kind of thing however i really like the characters i love dan stevens i love rachel mcadams and i love will ferrell and i think just like their genuine love for music and each other even though like they're trying to figure that out it was really captivating and like i really liked it and i just found myself like oh my god i really like like ron burgundy and ricky bobby i like this character he they've made in this like world they've done and i i really liked it and like even though like the song stuff uh didn't appeal to me i really liked them poking fun at the absurdity of the music business and Eurovision song contest because it's just a fashion show basically. And I really like that aspect. And I love, love the little sweet aspect of the mystical elf thing. That was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that comes in towards the end really well too. Yeah, no, it does. And I, I think it was, um, I mean, and it's silly. Like, there's like a weird, weird murder plot. You know, it, it goes off the hinges. But I, I enjoyed it. I liked Eurovision Song Contest. What do you think? Oh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super. I do agree with you. It could have benefited from being even just even twenty minutes shorter. Like that would have really tightened it up a bit. But I love the music. I, I thought the music was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, I agree with you on the characters. Dan Stevens is a very likable villain. Um, like, <laughs> he, I don't even know was if he, he like really him. a villain. It almost was he wasn't say, a villain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he even counts. I think there's other characters that are actually worse. So yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I know he was supposed to be, but not really. Um, they they made it work. Surprisingly enough, I wasn't sure how I felt about like making Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams love interest, but it worked. I, I, I no, yeah and i think rachel mcadams has proved many times that she's really funny and she yeah, works well so with funny. like the ridiculous over the top will ferrell so i like it yeah and i think what was just really nice was 
I feel like it's been a while since there's been those kinds of comedies like a Tropic Thunder or a Kicking and Screaming, a Zoolander, those kinds of Blades of Glory. Like it's been a while that I've seen like a one of those kinds of films, that kind of comedy, I guess. Making fun uh, of like the real thing. Yeah, making fun of because I didn't even know Eurovision was a it's thing. It's been around since like the fifth or the yeah the fifties, and like I, ABBA got their start there. Celine Dion did. It's crazy. I had no idea, so that <laughs> made me. I luckily learned that quickly as I was texting with my friend Danny, and I was like, "Oh wow, okay, well, this makes me like this movie so much more." And yeah, so yeah, I was, it, yeah, Eurovision Song Contest is a real thing, and it's like. WrestleMania and Super Bowl mixed with American Idol and the Olympics where countries send their best musicians to compete for like the gold. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I, like I said, I liked it. Good, good, good. All right. Eurovision, it's on Netflix. We both recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Irresistible. So this is Jon Stewart's new film. He wrote and directed it. Star, star Steve Carell and Chris Cooper. Um, I am, so I haven't watched this yet. I, I want to see this. Um, I've heard some good things and I've heard some bad things. I just hope that it's funny enough in a Jon Stewart way and not too preachy, but I would imagine it might be. I, I don't know. You tell me. I really liked it. It's one of my favorite films of the year, but it might Ooh. be because yeah um trevor and i were were like so into it but i think it's because i'd say um so steve carell plays a democratic strategist who sees like chris cooper's character like defending immigrants in his town and it's like a swing state so he seeks the opportunity to like go over there and have this guy run for mayor of his town and try to like you know maybe have this swing state tur- turn like more left well ultimately like the message of the film and what i think john stewart is trying to convey and which i think is the possibly the the negative that people don't like is that he's just showing how much how both sides can suck whether you're you know conservative or uh oh, liberal I, yeah for sure both sides are both important. sides it's a guilt yeah. on both sides and that's why i respect it about the film because i think a lot of people going in they hear john stewart and they're thinking oh he's just going to be completely this is going to be pro democrat and it's going to bash the republicans honestly it's just showing how and it's so relevant to today how we have lost sight of what's important like what's like an actual what a candidate can provide like the real important issues and stuff like that and it's become a smear campaign a battle of the smear campaigns that's all it is and wasting money on that kind of stuff and we're we're forgetting about ultimately don't we all just want like good things for each other and so like that just hits home for me and i really liked it so good well I'm, i definitely want to watch it because i'm a fan of john stewart and steve carell and chris cooper yeah so, and that is on, what is that on? VOD. So yeah, VOD, so you got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, I liked it. If you want if you want to rent something on VOD and you don't mind doing it, that would be my choice. So there you go. Excellent. All right, up next, 
feel the beat have no idea about this movie okay i actually have that on there because i want to warn people not to watch it <laughs> on netflix <laughs> what the fuck is feel the beat <laughs> <laughs> so it's on netflix i was really excited because i like those cute teeny bopper films you know and i thought it was going to be this fun movie and it's just about some girl who botches her broadway audition and gets like blacklisted when she ruins it so she has to go back to her hometown where she all where she started there as a dancer and ends up teaching her old like dance school like the kids at her dance school and of course like every stupid i don't understand this has been one of my biggest thing that i cannot stand is i don't know why when people go back to their hometowns their love interest their their last like boyfriend or girlfriend is always there <laughs> i'm stuck here i haven't left it's the same thing i haven't left i've been taking care of somebody in my family that what who came up with that i just don't understand that it's Every single time you come home, oh, my ex is still here and they're not like married. Like, I don't know. Sorry. It's something that's always really bothered me. But uh, anyways, on top of the fact that that's ridiculous, it's just a poorly written film. So many plot holes, cheesy, just, uh, and I don't mind that stuff. I like geek charming. This is just like irresponsible writing and just stupid so so what you're saying is geek charming is the best movie of the year so far (laughs) (laughs) the best blind watch of the year so far yes all right um so that's feel the beat don't watch it and then um on hulu the american horror story series they're 1984 their their slasher 80s uh season is on hulu and i guess you watched that yeah, I just, uh, Trevor and I are just, uh, we're almost done. We're like breezing through it and it's so good. Like, I, did you watch that one? No, I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, Brian, you're going to love it. Nah, it's like I need to watch it. Exactly your jam. Um, <laughs> Why is no, it my jam? Like, yeah, like the 80s, like for me, all the 80s stuff, like we love, like that's my favorite intro that he has done so far. Yeah. And uh, I love just like the 80s stuff. And the, it's so like, there's legit like a Friday 13th scene. He completely like copies and does. That's awesome. Epic. And uh, we have one more episode left. So I just, if you haven't seen any season of American Story and you just want to watch this one, you can. So cool. and it's fun. Actually, it's a great 4th of July watch. That summer. Oh, yeah, vibe. that's right. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the last one, it is coming on Netflix and uh, maybe this Friday or the next Friday, uh, the reboot television series, Unsolved Mysteries. I have been watching that. I've watched several episodes, almost done with it. Yeah. I mean, okay. So if you've ever watched the original Unsolved Mysteries, there's a narration, there's a host that's not here anymore. It's more kind of like a true crime thing Uh where it just, there's no host. It's girls got the same cool theme music, but uh, these stories are insane and holy shit. Some of them are scary. They're, they're pretty good. And so like after each episode, I do kind of like a 30 minute deep dive into researching all the news articles from it. And it's like, holy shit. So just try to find out more about it. But yeah, unsolved mysteries about crazy murders, UFOs, all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, some pretty frightening things and highly recommended if you're into the true crime type stuff. 
And where's it going to be on? Netflix. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it might be up your alley too. Um, I think you'll I do like, like it. some of that true, true crime stuff. I think you'll like Unsolved Mysteries for sure. Um, so yeah, those that's our watch. Uh, that, and that's our episode, our ninth episode next week. Or not next week, uh, our next episode will be a, a landmark milestone episode. Ooh. Episode 10. Double digits. Double digits. <laughs> almost into our teens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy we 4th. are No BS with Brian and Susan. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We are on Stitcher Radio and iHeartRadio. Please subscribe to us. We love you, Susan. Where can everyone find you online? You can find me at thischicksflicks.com, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, City of Irving channel, uh, ictn.tv. Google me. <laughs> Google, <Susan. laughs> no, <you> Google me. <laughs> uh, same me. goes for me. Yes, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram and uh, Boomstick Comics, High Def Digest, and Screen Rants. All the good stuff. Yeah, if you go to Screen Rant, you can uh, uh, read my latest article about the best quotes from Bill and Ted. Oh, wonderful nice. stuff. <laughs> fun stuff really uh and yes of course subscribe we love you happy fourth bye